0: Hello, my friends. Danielle Bean here. I'm going to be taking some time off from the show in order to celebrate Christmas with my family, but I didn't want to leave you high and dry. So we are rerunning this episode from last year where I shared some last minute, low budget gift ideas. And I hope it's going to be helpful to you as you're wrapping up your preparations for Christmas. In the meantime, please know that I'm going to be praying for you this Christmas season. I always pray for listeners of the Girlfriends podcast, and this Christmas is not any different. I am praying that you and your family will have peace and joy as you gather and celebrate the gift of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas, and God bless you. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about last minute, low budget gift ideas. I know you need some of these. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? I hope you are doing well. How's your Advent going? And I've really been focusing on not stressing about the things I can't control, not stressing about perfection, which is such a temptation this time of year, not stressing about the the kinds of things that just happen that, that are imperfect, that aren't what we planned, that aren't what we wanted. We kind of build up these ideals of what the Christmas season is going to be and what our Advent's going to look like going to, up to it. And I guess I've been through enough now (laughs) that I have a little bit of perspective. So I've really been enjoying this Advent season. One thing that's really been bringing me joy is a playlist that I had the opportunity to put together with CatholicMom.com. I just solicited people's ideas for Advent music as opposed to the Christmas music. We all have our Christmas lists. We all hear Christmas music everywhere we go but I wanted a playlist that was specifically for Advent with songs that are focused on the season of Advent. This idea of watching and waiting focused on Mary and her pregnancy and longing for the Lord. And I found so many beautiful, beautiful selections. People sent me songs that I knew well and were favorites that I was reminded of. And then people sent me songs that I'd never heard of before that were beautiful, new favorites. And It was just such a joy to put together this playlist. So I wanted to mention it here in case you're interested in having access to it. It's a Spotify playlist. So you do need to be on Spotify to listen to it. But you can sign up for free for Spotify. So you can get a free trial and then get access to this playlist. So I'm going to put a link to the playlist in the show notes. So the show notes for this episode of Girlfriends, which are going to be at ascensionpress.com. And quick reminder, if you are not subscribed to receive the show notes for every episode of Girlfriends in your inbox, you can text the word GIRLFRIENDS to 33777 and you will get automatically subscribed. US residents only, but you will get automatically subscribed to the show notes. They'll get sent right to your inbox. All right. So get that playlist. If you're struggling this Advent season, that's a really nice way to insert some peace, some quiet, some prayerful reflection to your commutes, to your carpools, to while you're doing chores around the house. I've loved having that access to that playlist. And I know it's going to be a gift in many Advents to come. So, I did want to mention that here. So, get those in the show notes. But today's topic is last minute low budget gift ideas. And I know you need this because I need this every year. (laughs) So I know it's almost Christmas by the time you're listening to this. And uh, perhaps you've already completed your whole list and you're all set. Well, that's fine. Listen to this show for future Christmases or upcoming holidays or birthdays, because there are ideas in here that can work for any of those holidays as well. But if you're like me, there are some people you still haven't bought for, probably because they're hard to buy for. Probably because they don't need anything or you're really struggling with a low budget and wondering what can I get that's actually meaningful and not dumb for this person this year. So here are some ideas I'm going to share with you. Um, Many of them I have personal experience uh, with giving, but other ones have been things that I've received from other people that were uh, truly meaningful for me. Okay, so I've got six different ideas that I'm going to share here today. And the first idea I'm going to share with you is service some kind of service. This can cost you nothing except for some of your time and energy, perhaps. And it's actually something very thoughtful that you can do as a gift for somebody. So um, some ways that I've been a recipient of this are babysitting. Ah, there's an idea. Do you have a friend who you don't know what to get her for Christmas Christmas? Does she have kids who could use some babysitting, maybe? This is a really great idea. And one way that you could offer this to your friend, because, you know, we all get those coupon books sometimes. Have you ever gotten those for Mother's Day or given them to somebody? Uh, I I think they're a really fun idea and it's a great idea of of a way to give a gift of service, but they can be awkward for people to cash in. Like, have you ever given them to somebody and they never cashed them in? It's because they feel awkward, you know? So one way that you can set this up is like, let's say you have this girlfriend and you want to give her a gift this Christmas of babysitting. Um, Say, like, just pick a day where you're able to do it and when you think it might work for her and say like, each Wednesday of February from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. I'm going to be watching your kids. Something like that. Like have it set up ahead of time so that it's already in place and so it's not awkward for the person to take advantage of it. You might do this with um some other kind of service where you would be offering to, you know, be the one who empties the dishwasher or, you know, if that's someone else's job. Oh, who am I kidding? I know that's your job. <laughs> Nobody's emptying the dishwashers but us moms, right? Um, Okay, so not emptying the dishwasher. Something that's somebody's regular job. Okay, maybe it's um, something that they do in town, whether it's the grocery shopping or it's uh, picking up dry cleaning or whatever. Whatever somebody else's usual job. You might do this with your husband. Uh, You might do this with one of your kids. Um, One really creative way that I, um, a good friend of mine, received a gift of service from her kids one year um, was that they cleaned her car. And she was like moved to tears by this, having her car cleaned. So she had a minivan, you know, and you know how gross minivans can get. And it had gotten really gross. And I think it was for Mother's Day one year, her kids surprised her by completely cleaning her car and like, you know, going through every crevice and corner and completely vacuuming it out and all of that. And what a gift that was. So it may not be a clean minivan um, that you can offer somebody, but maybe. Uh, but something like that. What if you gave them the gift of cleaning out some some closet or um, no, don't do that. <laughs> they might want the stuff that's in it. Anyway, you know, you are the best judge of what is uh, appropriate for somebody. But think about what kind of service you might be able to offer to somebody. But then the key is to offer it in a way that they will actually take advantage of it. So like I said, with the babysitting example, have everything already scheduled ahead of time. If they need to adjust it a little bit, fine. uh, But have it in place so that this is happening. This is a gift I'm giving you. So like with the babysitting example, maybe uh, she doesn't even want to go out on those Wednesdays, but she'll have those hours to herself. And what a beautiful gift That would be, and all it costs you is a little bit of your time. So think about things like that. You know, part of what makes us feel loved when we receive a gift is the thoughtfulness that goes behind it. So when you're struggling with a low budget and you want to give people gifts and you want them to be meaningful that's okay. It's actually really encouraging to remember that it really is the thought that counts. And that doesn't mean, you know, you're giving somebody some trashy thing and you you love them and that's the thought that counts. No, it's really considering what they might like, what they might need, what might be helpful to them, what might be a real gift to them. So some way that you can serve that person, you know, brainstorm about that, pray about it if you're really struggling to come up with an idea. I know I really struggle to come up with an idea for Dan's dad, my father-in-law each year, because you know, he doesn't need anything. And yet I, I try to be creative and I and I do try to pray about it. Like, what, what can we give him that will truly be meaningful? And it usually doesn't have to cost a lot of money to be meaningful. All right, the next one that doesn't have to cost a lot of money, also can be meaningful, also can show thoughtfulness, is to meet a real need that they have. So you might know somebody and they don't need anything. Well, here's an example from my husband several Christmases ago. I thought to myself, okay, this guy, what does he do? He's always feeling like he doesn't have enough pairs of socks, like struggling with the sock situation. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, it was like an ongoing thing where we just seemed to never have enough socks and or he couldn't find them or people, you know, kids would borrow them or whatever. And that's such an annoying thing. Like you want socks, right? So one year at Christmas, I went to TJ Maxx and this is where to go, people, for low cost socks. Uh, You can get the name brand socks. You can get like, you know, the Nike socks, the Under Armour socks, the dress socks. And I bought so many socks, like a ridiculous number of pairs of socks. And I just unpackaged them all and like, you know, folded them together and put them into a big cardboard box and wrapped them up and gave them to him for Christmas. (laughs) And let me tell you, that was, honestly, I think Dave would say that was the best gift he ever got. He was thrilled with this box of socks that I gave him. And just like the sheer number of them was, you know, overwhelming and funny and great because it solved his problem in this major way. Like, now you have socks. And the fact that they were in this box and like everybody knew these are his socks and he just kept those in our room and just went through them. And he's asked for that gift for Christmas every year since. Isn't that funny? Like who would have thought that? And honestly, I don't know. I probably spent $40 on all of those socks and it was a ton of socks. Um, So you can do that. And uh, you know it might not be socks for somebody in your life, but what is the thing that's kind of annoying to them what is the thing? Maybe they like, you know, maybe they're always on the go and um, they always want like convenient snacks or, um, you know, something that they can take with them on the go. If it's like a kid of yours, perhaps give them a great big box of that. That would be a really fun idea. Um, Or maybe it's like razor blades. Like you never have a fresh razor blade. Maybe those cost a million dollars though. So you might not be able to fill a whole box with them. But, you know, something like that something everyday that's stupid like maybe kitchen tools something that would be really nice to give to um, perhaps a, a woman in your life or a man who's in the kitchen um but somebody who cooks would be kind of like a basic new everything you know little things like the a potato peeler or an ice cream scoop or a pizza cutter you know those those kinds of gadgets because they wear out and maybe we don't replace them i just realized this recently Back, I don't know, it was two months ago now, I, I posted on social media a picture of the potatoes I was peeling for stew and I was making a point about the political mess on social media and like, let's get back to peeling the potatoes, like, let's get back to basics. And so the potato peeler that was in the photo was like, not the point of the photo in any way, but somebody commented... I think you need to invest in a new potato peeler. <laughs> and she was right, of course. Like, it, it's old. And my potato peeler was very old. And actually, um, a funny thing is I had a new potato peeler sitting in the drawer, but I just kind of gravitated toward this old one because I was used to it. But this past Thanksgiving, I used the new one deliberately and Let me tell you, that made a huge difference in my comfort while peeling potatoes, and it was just a much more enjoyable experience. So something dumb like that, it's so little, and yet it can be really meaningful to somebody. It can really add a little bit of joy to their life and, um, you know, help them to feel like they're, they're seen and noticed even in these little details. So maybe just a box with a few basic kitchen tools in it or dish towels. How dumb are dish towels? And you feel like, oh, that's a stupid gift. But if you combine a a stack of those together with some basic kitchen items, that would not cost a lot of money, especially if you go to a place like TJ Maxx that they have kitchen items. They actually have beautiful kitchen items that are are pretty inexpensive or um, home goods. Can you tell I love these stores? Yeah, I do. Um, Okay, so something like that. I think it really, it's very thoughtful because... It doesn't have to cost a lot of money to meet this kind of basic need. Think about the person that you want to buy a gift for, and think what what annoys this person. What are they? What is what is it like a daily need that they have that maybe I could meet that need in abundance, so it doesn't have to be an annoying part of their daily routine anymore. Okay, so that's an idea. Meeting a need that they have that's ongoing. Okay, the third idea is a photo. This is so cheap. This is so inexpensive, and yet so wonderfully meaningful and can add a lot of joy to your life and the life of the person that you're giving this gift to. It might be an old photo of perhaps the two of you. It might be a photo of somebody meaningful to them. Every Christmas, my mom gives all of us kids copies of old family photos like my grandmother's parents, you know, things that I haven't seen or ever or haven't seen for years with a little explanation of who they are and where they lived and What a beautiful thing that is. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. Of course, it takes some time and effort on her part um, and, you know, thoughtfulness. But that's what gives meaning to this gift. So it might be a photo of somebody's kids. I know I've done that with Dan for many years. I've given him a photo of him with kids and that sort of thing. And he really loves that. And it might not be something that the person thinks of doing themselves, getting a nice photo of themselves with people that they love and having it framed in a nice way. And that's something that you could do for them. Then they would have the photo. I think that's a a really beautiful thoughtful gift. So it might be an old photo, perhaps of the two of you together, or it might be a a photo of them as a couple or something, maybe a childhood photo of theirs, um, something like that. It can cost a lot of money if you order a photo on a place like Snapfish and have it framed really nicely, but you don't have to do it that way. And you can get a nice photo frame Uh, I'm going to send you to TJ Maxx again, (laughs) but it doesn't have to be at TJ Maxx. In fact, I've gotten some really nice old kind of vintage photo frames um, at a thrift store before. So you might be able to find something like that. And that just makes it really meaningful. Then you just, I mean, gosh, what does it cost? 12 cents to get a copy of a photo these days. For sure, you can do that. Okay, then the fourth idea that I have is along those same lines, um, but getting a framed print. So not a photo, but a print, perhaps, of um, some form of art or um, a saying or a quote from scripture. There are so many beautiful options for this online. On Instagram, there are a ton of Catholic designers that put these things out. You can buy them framed from them, actually pretty inexpensively sometimes. Um, And I'm sure many of them are having sales this time of year. There are so many, I won't even list any, but um, you could email me if you want some suggestions for ideas. But a meaningful print like that, maybe there's a scripture quote that would be meaningful to the person that you want to give this gift to. My daughter recently gave me this beautiful image of Mary Star of the Sea. She got it, I think, on Etsy. So, you know, look around for things like that. On Etsy, I've done this many times. You can buy a print and just download it yourself. So you instantly have the gift. Here you go. Don't even need to leave your house. You can download this print, which is just a few dollars usually, very inexpensive, and then frame it yourself beautiful gift idea and something somebody would really appreciate and there's a lot of thought that goes behind that so that's a really beautiful idea along the same lines as a photo but you could you know there's a little bit more creativity to this and um, you can explore some different ideas online something that might be meaningful to somebody according to their state of life if they're a mom or if they're a dad or a grandfather you know consider those things. Okay that was number four so number five is food and you already know Know this one. We already know that you can bake cookies for somebody and it's a gift. Yes. And actually, that is a hundred percent legitimate and a good gift idea if the person you are giving this gift to will appreciate the cookies or the fudge or whatever special treat it is. But I tend to steer away from that kind of gift giving, although I make so many cookies every year and we do give out plates of cookies to neighbors and whatnot. But Beyond that, I, I because just, there are so many treats available everywhere you go this time of year that it feels less special to me. But if there's some recipe that you know the person really enjoys, like I know uh, for many years, Dan's, Dan's dad, I would make him peanut butter fudge because that wasn't something he would make himself. It wasn't something he would go out and buy. And yet I knew he loved it. So we'd make sure that we had at least a little bit of that for him every year. He's now watching his sugar intake, so probably we'll skip that this year. But um, something along those lines, you know, being thoughtful about what the person would enjoy. But maybe something like bread. I love monk's bread, and that's... um, Uh, a monastery that you can support by buying their bread online. It's really, they have so many different varieties. That's uh, another one that I like to get for a number of people. You can have it shipped to their house. That's a little bit pricier, but actually not very. You can get a significant number of loaves of bread, I think for like $45 delivered to someone's house. Um, but, you know, or maybe you're going to make your own bread that you're going to give to somebody or maybe they really enjoy coffee and you could just buy like a specialty coffee that they would really enjoy or something more practical. What What's a dinner that they really like? It, you know, if there's somebody on your list who is a college student or they live alone, um, would they appreciate like a frozen dinner? Or, you know, I'm thinking of my son who loves meatballs, Like when he's living on his own, a great gift for him would be multiple packages of meatballs that he can keep in his freezer. Like, you know, something like that, that you can put a little thought into. Maybe have, you know, multiple frozen dinners ready to go. Maybe for a busy mom, maybe just like a frozen meal that's ready to ready for her to heat up, you know, when she needs it or something like that. So food can be a really great way uh, that you can be thoughtful and put a little time and effort in and really, you know, give somebody a gift that they will appreciate. But then it doesn't have to cost a lot of money to put it together. Maybe there's a beverage that they really, enjoy. Um, There are all kinds of recipes online. If you Google around for like mixes for, I I haven't tried a lot of them, so I can't recommend particular ones, but maybe some of you know some, like I know I've seen these and they're really pretty to give like a layered mix um, to make brownies or make hot cocoa or to make a soup um, or make a, a, you know, a quick bread or something like that. So There are all kinds of ideas out there, and I'm sure some of you have some creative food gift giving ideas. And if you want to share those with me, please do. I'd love to be able to pass them along. All right, the last personal, meaningful, low budget, last minute gift idea that I want to share with you is to write someone a meaningful note. This is something that I think we quickly kind of brush away as not a gift, and yet it can be such a gift to write someone a letter and let them know how much they mean to you or, you know, thank them for something that maybe they've long forgotten that they did was significant for you or tell them how much you love them. It's so important. It's something that they would treasure and keep for the rest of their lives. Such a beautiful gift that you can give to somebody and may, it doesn't, you know, you might feel kind of paralyzed, like I'm not a writer or I can't write a big long letter. Well, it, you know, a few lines in a meaningful note will be really a treasure that you can give to somebody, a gift of expressing to them exactly how you feel about them, how much you love them, how much you appreciate them, a really deeply meaningful thing. And if you are creative you know, consider doing something creative like writing a poem perhaps to the person. My son wrote me a poem for Mother's Day probably four years ago and I loved it and I still have it and I'll still go back and reread it. Really a beautiful, very personal gift. Didn't cost him anything except a little bit of his creative energy. So, you know, something along those lines can be really meaningful and don't think you can't do it because you're not a writer. And just, you know, Give yourself that opportunity to just put onto paper. This is something people used to do routinely, write letters to each other. And now, you know, it gets lost in texting and texting is great, but... Then it's not as meaningful as something you can hold on to a handwritten note that this person will have forever, letting them know just how much you love them and appreciate them. So, you know, and you can do that with your own husband, you know, something that you're as close to as that or your own parents. Uh, But even somebody who's more of an acquaintance, making sure you give them a, a little note, I think, could be a lot more meaningful if you're like, what do we give my kid's teacher for, this is a great example, because teacher gifts are this thing (laughs) that people really stress about. Like, what do I give them that's meaningful? And having a husband who is a teacher for many years, I can tell you, they don't need another tray of cookies. They've got a ton of stuff like that, that they're getting. So, and not, not to be mean, like they will appreciate it. They'll be thankful if you thought of them and give them something like that. But send them a heartfelt note, letting them know that you appreciate them or, you know, thanking them for something very specific that they've done for your child. A beautiful gift. And that's going to really, I mean, words are powerful and words of affirmation are powerful in people's lives. They hold on to that. It's truly meaningful to them. So look for a way that you can harness the power of the written word as a gift to somebody this holiday season low budget, last minute, you can do this. All right, so those are my six different ideas. A gift of service, thinking about some small need they have, um, a gift of a photo, framed or otherwise, a framed print that's meaningful, food in some way, shape, or form, and then finally, a personal letter or note. I hope these are helpful to you as you are scrambling these last days before Christmas. If you have some last-minute gift ideas that are really a super hit for you, I would love to hear them from you. Maybe I'll share them on social media. You can send them to me at danielle at daniellebean.com. All right, coming up, I've got a little bit of listener feedback. I'm going to be answering a listener's question about maintaining eating well through the holidays I'm not sure it's possible, but maybe it is. Stay tuned. First, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast.
1: Hi, we're Jackie and Bobby Angel with Ascension Presents, and we wrote a book. Yay! Ta da! It's on discernment, which is figuring out the will of God in your life, which can be an exciting and yet exhausting endeavor.
0: It's called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. And we wrote it with Father Mike Schmitz from Ascension Presents. You might know
1: him. (laughs) You may know that guy. The book is concise, but there's lots of wisdom for any person that really wants to do God's will. And it's a journey trying to figure out what God wants for your life. And so there's a lot of wisdom from Things we've learned along the way. There's testimonies and, and parts of our stories to help you out. I really, like, it. this is a book I wish I had. As a young adult, like this would've helped me a lot in my 20s.
0: Discernment is a question we get asked all the time. Where is God calling me? What am I called to? What vocation am I called to? How do I know if I'm supposed to take it, this job? How do I know this? So we wrote this book to help you along the way, to give five steps to discern whatever decision you're making, and hopefully to give that peace and that joy that will come from making that decision. And the, the main goal is to help you grow closer to God along the way.
1: So maybe not you, maybe someone in your life is wrestling with a really tough decision and you want to give them some kind of resource for encouragement. It's more if you've got a big decision, period.
0: Yeah. So go get your copy of Pray, Decide and Don't Worry. Go buy one for a friend, buy one for someone who's not your friend.
1: Love your enemies. <laughs> buy them this book. <laughs> go to AscensionPress.com and get your copy today.
0: Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share a listener question or a listener feedback. Those of you who would like to send me a question to be used in this part of the show or otherwise, you can always email me danielle at daniellebean.com. All right, this week I heard from Deborah, and this is what Debra says. She says, Dear Danielle, I've been eating well and exercising for several months now and have lost over 40 pounds. I am thrilled with this but still have more to lose. My question is, how can I stay on track with healthy eating through Christmas and New Year's? There's so many tempting treats, and I feel like I'm stressing already. I just know I'll be eating fudge and drinking wine, and I feel like I've already failed. How can I approach this in a balanced way? Thanks for all you do with Girlfriends, Deborah. Okay, Deborah. I so appreciate this. And I number one, I appreciate, first of all, congratulations. That is wonderful that you are taking care of your health and that you've already lost 40 pounds. That is amazing. That is a huge accomplishment. And you should feel very proud about that, not focused on what you're going to fail at. I, I hear the anxiety in what you're saying, but I like that you're asking, how can I approach this in a balanced way? Because that is truly the key to all of this whether you're trying to lose weight or you're just trying to stay healthy, we need to be balanced in our approach to these things. So I don't know what kind of healthy eating you are doing if you're on a very restrictive diet. Um, I'm hopeful that it's not that um, because ultimately diets that are super restrictive, you can't maintain in the long term and things like the holidays can completely derail you. And um, you know, that said, I just want to say, Deborah, that it might be that you're not going to lose any weight over the holiday season. It might be that your goal is to just maintain where you are right now and be happy about that. And then you can pick back up working harder at it, being more focused about it in the new year. Um, so, you know, that could, that is a bi- balanced way of approaching it. Not thinking, I've been losing weight at this rate for these weeks and I have to continue that through the holidays. That might not be realistic. And you know what? It's actually not balanced because the church sets up the liturgical years. We have times of feasting and we have times of fasting and both are good for us. So I think not that you are required to eat fudge, (laughs) but we are made to enjoy things like that. Uh, Having a treat sometimes is okay, Um, but make sure that you don't fall into, this is the key to the balance. You don't fall into the mentality of all or nothing. That's what will get you every time. So if you're thinking I'm eating healthy and well and I'm losing weight or I'm completely just eating garbage all the time and not exercising and I'm a mess. Like those two things, (laughs) they don't, those aren't your only two options. You can be eating healthy and well and taking care of yourself and still have uh, fudge Every once in a while, especially around the holidays, just, you know, making sure that you don't fall into that mentality like, well, now I had a piece of fudge or now I had a glass of wine, so it's all over and I'm just going to dive headfirst into all of it. That's where you go off the rails. So kind of knowing that I think ahead of time can be really helpful. Um, And so I can't speak, Deborah, to the kind of diet and you're not asking me for diet advice that you are on, but I will say that it is not doable in the long term to eat in a super restrictive way. It's just not. You can have success losing weight. And I'm not speaking to just you, Deborah. I'm just getting on my soapbox now (laughs) about healthy eating. Um, And so I think it's really important to be balanced in our approach to these things. And part of that balance is recognizing there are seasons of the year, like the holiday season, where you may not be as, you know, super focused on healthy eating. And maybe you'll occasionally have something that you wouldn't normally eat that should be part of your lifetime approach to eating because we are made to enjoy food. We are meant to enjoy food and having a super restrictive mentality about it is is going to set you up for ultimately not maintaining that. So I said all of that, not directly to you, Deborah, because like I said, I don't know what kind of eating plan you are on, Um, but I appreciate that you want to be balanced in your approach to it. and. Uh, We can all get that because, you know, we hear people talk like that all the time, like, oh, here come the holidays. I'm going to gain 15 pounds. Well, no, you don't have to. But neither do you have to completely deny yourself uh, some of the fun and traditional things that we enjoy at this time of year. So I don't know if that was helpful. <laughs> I try to be balanced in my approach to these things. I haven't always been. I I shared um, in a, a recent interview that I had with Kate Wicker, who wrote the book Weightless. If you are at all struggling with body image or you know dieting mentalities and that sort of thing. Kate Wicker is a great resource. Her book, Weightless, is she shares about recovering from an eating disorder and then becoming a mom and some of the ways that her mind has shifted over the years with regard to her body image. Um, anyway, recommending Kate Wicker in every way, shape, and form. She's fantastic. I had a recent uh, opportunity to interview her during the Catholic Mom Summit. And we were talking about this idea of restrictive diets and, and some of the times that they they kind of keep us from fully enjoying life, I think, in the way that God intends for us to. There may be, for medical reasons or, or whatever, that you do need to be on a restrictive diet. Um, and so I'm not speaking to anybody's personal circumstances like that. But the example that I shared with Kate was one year for my birthday, day, I was on a super restrictive way of eating. Something I I look back now, I'm like, that was ridiculous. And I never... That that was not doable. That was not something that I could maintain in the long term. It just wasn't. And it wasn't sustainable. Um, but I was eating that way at that time. And it was my birthday. And my my sweet husband, Dan, knew this. And he knew... If he got me a cake and you know, brought me a cake with candles on it, I would not eat the cake. So he brought me an apple (laughs) with candles in it, which was very sweet and cute and funny and nice. And I think I ate the apple. But I look back on that now and I'm like, come on, it was your birthday. Just eat a piece of cake. Like You know, we need to approach these things, not like I need to lose X amount of pounds in X number of weeks. We need to approach these things like what is sustainable over the long term? What is a long term good plan for taking care of my body? And, you know, I think a much more balanced approach is having opportunities where you do celebrate, where you do enjoy food, where you do enjoy things that aren't necessarily the best for your body, not optimal eating all the time, and yet not dive headfirst into that either. Like not that's all you do, right? That it is an occasional kind of thing. Anyway... All of that to say, this is a complex issue. And I guess you you really touched on it here with me, Deborah. So I appreciate your question. And sorry for going off on that tangent, but I hope it's helpful to some people who might be struggling with that sort of thing right now as well. All right, that's all the time we have for today. I've really enjoyed our time together and I hope you have too. If you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast, I want to ask you if you could please Please head on over to iTunes and give us a five star rating. Give us a review. It's really a helpful way for us to expand our audience, really grow the community of listeners here at Girlfriends. It's so very meaningful to me for those of you who do that. Thank you to those of you who've taken the time to do that. If you're not on iTunes, then rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to Girlfriends or share it on social media. I love all these ways that you can help get the word out, and I'm so grateful to you for them. But most of all, I'm just grateful for you being here. Thanks for showing up. Thank you for being part of this episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. It's so very encouraging to me each week to know that you are here, you are listening, and we are connecting in this way. If you listen to the Girlfriends Podcast, you have been prayed for. I pray for this community every week. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week.